Welcome, everyone. Happy holidays to you and your family. Happy Hanukkah if you are celebrating in another country. If you're celebrating in the States and you are celebrating the holiday season in, in Canada or in the United States, Merry Christmas to you all. Happy holidays. Joined me, joining me as always, as we get our opening song out here, is our favorite hosts, our co-host of the show, Ali Musa, host of on the uh, host of All Over the Map. That's Ali, host of On the Ice and Behind the Benches, Thomas McGregor, which is our neighboring podcast, and I am your favorite host, Scott McGregor. Ready for some Christmas cheer? Follow with some sports. I sure am. We've got Emily of Pathways to Grow. She is up here on the she is up here on our program as well. She may drop out, but she may be back. We've got Jason Boychuk. We've got Ryan Payton. And we got so many new guests that are coming. So let's not waste any time and get right down to it. Welcome everybody to Sports for Beginners is season one Christmas holiday special featuring the hosts of All Over the Map and On the Ice and Behind the Benches and other hosts of podcasts that currently air. Especially someone who works behind the scenes, but maybe doesn't work behind the scenes of podcasts at CBC. A lot is coming, including some sports updates on the Pittsburgh Penguins, on the Toronto Raptors, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Buffalo Bills, and the the Toronto Blue Jays, and so much more. With that, let's get you back into the studio where Scott and his friends and in company are with Thomas and Allie to join us. Welcome to our holiday special, one hour commercial free episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Welcome, everybody. This was wonderful Christmas time, welcoming us into the show. I am your favorite host, Scott Scott McGregor, welcoming you into the show. And I'm pleased to be joined by our co-hosts, Thomas McGregor, host of On the Ice and Behind the Benches. Whenever you're listening to his podcast, please note that, please note that, Nobody gets icing on his podcast, please note. And if you're an all-over-the-map listener, you'll be notified that we are pleased to be joined by our co-host, Ali Musa, who is the host of All Over the Map. And with that, we are also joined by Jason Boychuk, 
who I spoke to a little earlier on in our season. We are we are joined by Jason Boychuk of CBC. We are joined by Nazim, Shan, Shanhan, and Sarah. We are Shaheen. also Shaheen. Shaheen and Sarah. Sorry. Thank you for that, Ali. We are also joined by Ryan Pate by Ryan Payton and Emily, who works at Pathways to Grow. So how about we start off the show here by talking a little bit about ourselves? We're going to go around the room and we're going to start with Emily. So Emily, could you please tell us what you do and a little bit about yourself to kick us off? No problem. Thank you so much for allowing me to come on to your uh, podcast today. I was excited to learn about it last week and wanted to just, you know, be out here to empower, you know, uh, fellow students of mine as well. So um, why not come out and support, especially during a special holiday? So um, I am the ABLE instructor at The Learning Place. Um, and in the Zoom chat there, I don't, I know it's quite large, the paragraph that I had there, but it just outlines what we do how who we support um and we have our events coming soon um so thank you so much for allowing me to come on to this podcast today and awesome job so far scott and uh thomas and ali as well thank you so much all right let's move on let's move over to ryan payton ryan let's see what you or can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh what what your role is if you have a role at your job Absolutely. Um, can you guys hear me okay, by the way? We can hear you all great. Okay, good, good. So sorry about the still shot, but I'm driving, so I've got to make sure I focus on what I'm doing. Um, first well, of all, okay. really glad to be here. <laughs> Happy holidays to all of you people. Um, and again, I was on with Ali, can't remember when, a little while ago, and it was really enjoyable. I had a great chat with him. So um, yeah, honored to be here. Um, what do I do? Uh, long story short, I uh, work for SiriusXM Sports. I also work for SiriusXM NHL Network Radio, and I do a number of shows for them. Uh, in charge of a couple of channels on the on the massive SiriusXM universe, and I'm about a month and a half into a podcast called Pucks and Seven. I'm doing that with a colleague of mine who works for ESPN.com. And uh, yeah, so sports, 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 that's what I do. And that's what I love outside of other things too. But that in essence is, is what I do. So thanks again for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on and a happy holidays to you as well. Um, Ali, you. do you want to give our next introduction? I just wanted to say it's a pleasure to have everybody here and thank you so much Ryan for um, coming in as well and to everybody else here, Jason and Emily. I am the host of the All Over the Map podcast where and which are neighboring podcasts as Scott mentioned and where we discuss pretty much anything and everything in the world of sports, sports media, and beyond, sometimes we focus some general media personalities as well. All right, so let's go to Jason Wojcik of CBC, who, by the way, is uh, working for sport for CBC, working as a coder, a web developer, encoding for sports. 
for sports products. So Jason, you hey, and I talked you. You, you and I talked one-on-one so on our podcast, but maybe you could enlighten our listeners a little bit more about what you do at CBC and maybe what your favorite part is. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Scott, and hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm, I am a, a senior web developer with CBC Sports. And of course, I, I work closely with the producers and editors and, and writers, journalists, CBC Sports, and to, to help, you know, provide the, the platform for them to, 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 to broadcast their content, mostly in text. Uh, but I also help with the technical details regarding, you know, uh, video and and uh, things like that, and and also I I uh, I you know I have my I have my little sports favorites. Of course, I'm be, being uh, from Winnipeg originally. I'm a big Bombers fan, a big Jets fan as well. I'm also a big Montreal Canadiens fan. So uh, those are kind of like my my favorite sports teams out there. I also do uh, have an interest in a lot of the para sports, wheelchair rugby. For those who have seen haven't seen a wheelchair rugby game. Next time there's an opportunity, go check it out. Wheelchair rugby is just an amazing, amazing sport. But uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me to this uh, to, to your show this week, Scott. Uh, I'm looking forward to the, the discussion and uh, and all the chit chat that will come with that. All right. So with that, we I'm pretty sure we have a few more people that could probably make it. Um, shout out to Melanie Tadio and Connect for Life. Unfortunately, they could not be with us, but that's okay. Uh, they they have a um, Christmas lunch going on right now. So um, hopefully they're enjoying that. And if you are listening to this podcast at that particular time, should it have come out at that time, even though it didn't, but regardless, if you are listening to the podcast at this time, um, hopefully you're enjoying it and enjoying the show so far. With that, let's move on to Nazim, Shaheen, and Sarah. Can you guys tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Hi, everyone. This is Nazim here. So I and Shaheen are subscribers to the All Over the Map podcast and looking to broaden our horizon on the sports scene. I think I'm still learning quite a lot about hockey and a lot of the Canadian sports. I originally am from England, so big soccer fan. But my knowledge in things like hockey are quite limited, so I am using the podcast to expand my knowledge, and I'm having fun listening to the podcast. All right. How about Shaheen? Are you there? Shaheen, are you there? Yeah, yeah. All right. Happy holidays. So, Shaheen, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? I like Nazim. I am um, also a very big soccer fan. <laughs> well, I wasn't before meeting Nazim, but I have become a big uh, soccer fan and I'm following the World Cup closely now. Um, yeah, I subscribe to um, All Over the Map as well and, I'm, and I enjoy listening to it. And yeah, I, I was never a hockey fan or a baseball fan, but um, I'm hoping to change that and gain some knowledge about those sports. All right. So Ali has something that he wants to say. So we're gonna. So before we get to Sarah, we're gonna 
we're going to see what he has to say. So, Ali, what you got for us? Yeah, so who is uh, your team in the Premier League? Well, our team is out. It was England. <laughs> but, um, but oh, pre Premier League, sorry. Uh, Manchester United. Yeah, they've been under a very interesting slump. Um, they actually, um, they've been in an interesting slump as um, they don't seem to have a buyer. There was even a rumor that Apple wanted to buy the team. And... Oh, really? Yeah, so it has been an interesting time for that team. I think um, they're American-owned and it is a British uh, team. And because of their recent performances, they're looking to get the club sold and have some new buyers. But so far, it's still, I think, owned by the Glazers. But it's interesting times. But I think that's all gone on hiatus because of the World Cup and everyone's, you know, seeing how these um, players are performing. And if, you know, uh, some standout performances, you never know. They could join the team. So it's all interesting times right now. Definitely, definitely interesting time. All right, Sarah, can you please share a little bit about yourself if you if you would like? Sarah is our daughter. She has just stepped out. She's just had to go do something. Oh, so okay. That's okay. We'll get, we'll come back to her. We'll come back to her. Thank you for letting us know. All right. So with that, that wraps up part one of our introduction. So let's move into some sports news. And there was some big news that came out from the Blue Jays this offseason with the winter meetings out of the way. I'm just going to pull up their uh, website here and then pull up the. I'm going to pull up the uh, website here and then I'll share my screen. A reminder to fans right now, we are a audio podcast right now we are not a we are not a we are not a visual podcast just yet but if we do become a visual podcast you will be able to see stuff like this happen on our show but you will all but also a quick quick reminder that due to copyright stuff we will not or we may not show you a full interview of of the players that we hear from due to copyright stuff, we may not share a lot of the interview with you. So just something to keep in mind. That being said, Kevin Kiemeyer was recently signed by the Blue Jays and it has since been made official. He is now a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. And Sportsnet's Keegan, sorry, MLB's Keegan Matheson or Sportsnet's Keegan Matheson has written, has written an article that I'm going to read a little bit about because Mr. Kiemeyer was yesterday introduced to the media, to the Toronto media. He was introduced and we actually do have a video here. So, you know what? Let's hear a little bit from Mr. Kiemeyer. And I'm going to share my screen here. Let's hear a little bit from Kiemeyer. It's it's a short video, two minutes and 30 seconds. So we're going to use that time that we have here. So if you just 
drop if you have just dropped from our our uh, call if you were here if you are listening to the podcast when it drops thank you so much for joining us and with that being said we're gonna hear from the from the new blue jay himself mr kevin kiermeyer had to be realistic with with how teams would view me and uh you know, most were talking about a one-year deal, and that was okay with me. And then once I realized that was probably what was uh, going to happen, then, you know, we went from there and um, had a, just a few teams that were reaching out early on that had serious interest. A lot of teams checked in, but no other team um, gave me more attention than the Blue Jays from the start. And ultimately, I signed where I wanted to end up. And uh, me and my family are thrilled, so happy. And um, I said a little bit earlier today, as a player, you just want to feel wanted. And no other team seemed to want me more than the Blue Jays. And that appealed to me so much. And they make me felt loved right from the start. And they killed it with their Zoom call to me. So, uh, I, like I said, I ultimately ended up where I wanted to, the team that won me the most. And uh, I'm so excited to go to Toronto and play. They mentioned to me they, they love watching me from the other side. And they said, if I wasn't a Ray, I probably would have been a Blue Jay. It's hard to make trades in the division. Uh, so they, they mentioned that to me. And as you know, you always wonder if it likes you, what other teams like you. And I was locked up for so long. And finally, in free agency, I got a better sense of what teams like me. And yeah, and it, when it came to roll, they said they want me to play pretty much every day. They want me manning center field out there, uh, getting my rest when I need to, but there were no platoon talks or anything like that. It seems like it's my job to lose, I guess you could say, and I'm going to do everything in my power to go out there and, and play gold glove caliber defense and do what I can offensively to just be a nice compliment to an already great offensive team. Um, I got a lot left more in the tank, and that's what I'm working on right now, but opportunity-wise, nothing. No other team was was talking um, anywhere near the Blue Jays. And I want to be an everyday player. That's what I've been working for ever since uh, my rehab started early August. And I'm going to go out there and try to make Ross Atkins look like a genius. I'm going to do everything in my power to make him proud of my signing. And I'm going to dedicate myself like I never have before to uh, this team, this organization. And and be the best version of myself I can. So hopefully I can go out there and prove that. All right, there was Mr. Kevin Kiemeyer. Yes, Allie, go ahead. I, so, I, I feel personally it is a very interesting signing. But I kind of feel that they have, that the Jays have to look beyond the one-year signings of one year of these short-term type deals. I think if they want, because there are certainly some question marks that the team has in term, and I think they they need to do or look beyond the one-year these one-year signings. And Scott, if that's okay with you, I want to get Ryan's thoughts on on this, on what I've on what I've uh, what I've had to say here. Oh, by all means, go ahead. By all means, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few things with this. Number one, uh, I think it was a $9 million deal he signed, so one year. 
I think that is a low risk, high reward. And I think the Jays had to be careful with this one, just to your point, Ali, about the one-year contracts they signed. I think this one, they had to do the one-year thing because if that hip doesn't hold up, I mean, who knows? He says he's way ahead of schedule. He sounds great. He's going to commit himself like he's never committed before to any, uh, any season. Uh, he was locked up in Tampa for so long. But if something does happen, then you don't want to be locked into a two, three, four-year deal with him. So I think for him, this is the best situation because he's going to prove or he's going to try to prove that he still uh, can play. Uh, I've been a big fan of his personal note. I've been a, a huge fan of watching Kevin Kiermaier. Um, so I think for the Jays, this is it's a good move. It's a good signing. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Um, they're not going to lose a lot of money. Nine mil in baseball is really not very much. Um, so you're not putting a lot of investment into this. But I'm with you, though, Ali, when you said about the Jays signing a lot of these players to short-term deals. And unfortunately, for example, Ross Stripling, right? He just, he had a great season last year and then he signed this huge contract. Deservingly so, good for him. But everybody knew he was leaving. Uh, they knew that he wasn't going to come back to Toronto. So uh, it's kind of hit and miss with me when it comes to these deals, but I'm, I'm excited for this one. I am. Uh, I think it's a good one for both sides. And if you have a guy who wants to play in Toronto and who wants to commit to Toronto, commit to the only Canadian team in the majors, like Kiermaier saying he is, then why not? So bring it on. I like it. I like the deal. All right. Um, Kiermaier, I agree with, because, um, uh, it is. It is. It, it will be a chance for him to see what he has left in the tank there, and yeah. prove he can play. Yeah, it is absolutely. And then if you put in any sport, if you give somebody that opportunity, coming off surgery, and you heard of what you said too, the Jays really the only team that was actively pursuing him most aggressively. Then he's going to not only prove to himself to the Jays, but the rest of baseball. Well, look what you passed on, right? So um, I think it's great. It's a, it's a win-win, I think, for the Jays either way, and him as well. All right. Are there any more thoughts on Kevin Kiemeyer before we move on? Oh, I do, I do have some thoughts. But, it, but again, Ryan, like, like you said, there, is, there are problems that come with one-year contracts. So it's, it's like a hit or miss. Yeah. But I do want to touch on something that Kevin Kiemeyer said uh, on Twitter when he tweeted out how excited he was to be with the Blue Jays. And it was the fact that the Blue Jays tweeted later and said, this is why we got Kevin Kiermaier. We got him because he was the one, he was that one guy that since 2015 was the only guy that could, that could, that could save you a bunch of home runs. He could steal you a bunch of home runs and say, just put me in the field. I, if there's a home run, I'll see. I'll do my best to keep it from leaving the yard. And if and if and if mem and if my memory serves me right, from the tweet from the tweet I read, he has stopped 133 home runs since 2015. The last time that was done. If my memory serves me right, that was how many home runs he had stopped. From leaving the yards of the ballpark, if my memory serves me right. All right, so so lots of news to get to, lots of news to get to. Before we go to our first ever part that will become Christmas of this, uh, I do want to 
mention that if you are a Buffalo Bills fan or a Miami Dolphins fan, stick around because before this show is up, Thomas, courtesy of using music that we were gonna that we're gonna provide, we'll be giving you our or another edition of his weekly wrap in three minutes. Fastest three minutes for Thomas is on the is on the way. And let me also remind fans who are listening to this podcast: the Raptors and the Kings post game show for the Raptors and the Sacramento Kings has been recorded, but it is but it is in the process of being but it is in the process of being put together. And this show will be in the process of being put together after it is recorded. And also, both so both of those episodes, both of those shows, this show and that show, should drop either Saturday or they should drop at some point today. We have just lost Ryan, but that's okay. Thank you to Ryan and thank you to Emily for joining us. We still have Jason and we still have Naheem, Shaheen, and Sarah on. So let so let's get into a little bit of Buffalo Bills news because the Bills has been reported on the score according to my phone they are adding some depth but the big news that I just saw was the Cowboys the Dallas Cowboys are close to signing OBJ they are close to a deal with Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ. So, Ali, your hand is still up. So, do you have any thoughts on this? My apologies there. I forgot to lower it from the last time. Oh, but that's but, okay. That's okay. But if that's okay, I, I'm... I, I mean, the Bills... It's turning into a situation where they are ready to give it all that they have now they want to see what they have in the tank and now they want to they have pieces there but they want to upgrade what's there so i feel this is this is very uh good for them all right so when you talk about obj i mean obviously he hasn't played in this season yet but ali when you look at his stats last season being with a team that's now not in the playoff picture in the Los Angeles Rams. What can you take away from OBJ that you think if the Bills were indeed going to sign him, even though the Cowboys are are close to closing a deal and signing Beckham, what do you think? What do you think of when you look at the stats from OBJ's last year with the LA Rams? If this is indeed his last year as a LA Ram and he does sign with a different team. Well, if they're able to well, if it works for them, if he can if he is a different version of how um than how of how he's an um if he can prove that he he can stay healthy and that he can play, then it will then it will have worked. But if we still continue to, if they get the same version of him that they're getting now, then it is not a, not a move for them to sign. Because the Bills are obviously looking to make a push for the Super Bowl this year. That they are, that they are, 
All right. So for this part of our show, we are going to play some more Christmas music. But I want to ask you guys before I play before I play Christmas music. And this one is going to be one that I think we're all we're all we all might enjoy. Um, and it is from a Christmas movie. But I want to ask you guys. I mean, I haven't been listening to Christmas movies for a while, but I want to ask everyone that's here. What is your favorite or top three favorite Christmas movies that you plan to watch every holiday season when you get the chance, whether you've been working or not? So so we're going to start with Jason here since since we're since we still have Jason. So, Jason. Before we play this music, um, I want to ask you, what is your favorite? or top three favorite Christmas movies that you love to listen, that you love to watch or listen to rather? So I, my favorite movie is It's, it's a Wonderful Life with, uh, uh, that, that's with, uh, with, um, uh, <laughs> I just lost my, my train of thought here. Um, Jimmy Stewart, right? He, he, uh, he plays the the main role there. I, I think it's a, it's a it's a great film. Good social commentary in that movie, and uh, and of course, who who can who can go wrong with you know a, a Charlie Brown Christmas annual tradition there, um, and also uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. That's another uh, which is actually I believe it's on this weekend on CBC, so on Sunday. So make sure you watch it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Whether you like the Jim Carrey version or the animated version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, the animated version. That's the best. <clears throat> that, that's yeah. with uh, the voice of Bor Boris Karloff playing, playing the Grinch. That's a classic. Make sure you check it out. Whether you're checking it out when you're listening to this podcast or you're checking it out when you have You've you're done listening to this podcast, so um, feel free to check it out. The Grinch, I believe, as Jason said, I believe it should be on CBC this Sunday. So check it out. How about night? How about Nazim, Shaheen, and Sarah? What are your favorite Christmas movies? So our Christmas uh, favorite Christmas movies as a family have been the Home Alone series. Well, Home Alone one and two. I think we've really enjoyed uh, watching yeah. every year. We watch Home Alone 1 and 2. And I think already this year we've watched Home Alone 1 and 2 already. Yeah. So that's our favorite ones to watch. Okay, okay. So Ryan has joined us again. But before we get to him, Ali, I mean, I know Thomas and I are probably on the same spot as Nazim, Shashin, and Sarah. But anyways, um, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Or in this case, what is your what are your top three favorite Christmas movies that you love to watch? For me, Home Alone was always um, has always been my favorite, and I, and it's for the same reason that uh, that Nazim just mentioned. Um. And but but uh, one of the old time I think the A Christmas Story is a good and um, the Hobbit I think is a Christmas movie as well I think that was pretty good 
Okay, so before we get to Thomas or myself, um, let me just ask you, Ryan, if you have a top three of, if you have top three Christmas movies, what are they? But which one by far is your top favorite? We're talking Christmas movies. Okay, so top three. Um, two of them are rel uh, more in the same Christmas genre. The other one a little bit different. So um, A Christmas Carol. And there, I know there's been many different uh, adaptations and, and ones of that. But the original one, uh, way back when, I can't even remember when it was actually uh, first made. But the original one, um, I like that one. I don't know what's been said because I got dropped. I dropped off the call for a sec, but uh, Home Alone. I'm with Allie. You can't go wrong with that. And I'm a stickler for Chevy Chase in the vacation movies. So I'm going to go Christmas Vacation. I'm going to say Christmas Vacation is my top one. Then Home Alone, then A Christmas Carol. So there you go. All right. All right. Well, well, Ryan, just to catch you up here, um, unless you want to go back during our during, like after the show is done, unless you want to go back a little bit when the when the show is uh, out on your favorite podcasting platform, uh, we talked a little bit about the NFL with regards to OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I also mentioned that the Buffalo Bills and the Dolphins, as Thomas has it in our chat here, are playing on Sunday night football or Saturday, Saturday night football, Saturday night. Um, and it's in Buffalo. It's going to be a snowy one. We also talked about Kevin Kiermaier and the signing. I know you were there for that because you didn't drop until after that. I think. Um, anyways. Allie, you have your hand up, so let's go. Ryan's thoughts on the bills there on the OG on that um the signing on the uh, on the um the player that you just mentioned. Oh yes, yes, Ryan, we'd like to know. Uh so the Bills don't exactly or aren't exactly signing OD OBJ, but they could sign him. But right now, given the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are close to, according to reports, they are close to signing obj if you if you're a bills fan and you and you really want this guy on your team but you look at his stats from his los angeles rams year what goes to, what comes to mind if you're a bills fan and you want and you're thinking the bills definitely need to get this guy because they already have von miller who is a teammate of obj's but but unfortunately obj is out sorry Von Miller is out for the year right now as it as it stands. But what is your what are you, what is your take on OBJ possibly signing with the Bills or with or with the Dallas Cowboys? Not surprised Dallas is in the mix because uh Jerry Jones, that's the only name I need to say when it comes to Dallas. <laughs> he's he's something else. Um I don't know. I would shy away from it. I don't think it would be a good fit because didn't the um, uh, Cole Beasley, right? I think just signed with Buffalo or something like that. Yes, the, yes, uh, he did sign. Spot. He did yeah. sign. Yeah. He actually came so out of just, retirement, fun fact. He actually yeah. came out of retirement, fun fact, before right. he this signing. 
Right. So you, so he signed with them. So to me, there's what, what's the point then of, of going after Odell Beckham Jr. I think one of the numbers on Beasley, I think he was um, uh, 82 catches. I think he's had in each of the past two seasons. And um, uh, who's that? Stefan Diggs, he of course is the main guy, but that's pretty decent. That's not bad. So you come out of that, go on the practice squad, and then you hopefully get ready into a, into a game. So I would say no. I'd veto it, um, and I don't think they're going to do it anyway. I know Odell Beckham. You know, he's Odell Beckham Jr. He's got he's got the legacy. He's got the great hands, but he's you know been in a few little issues both on and off the field. So I would say no. If I was Buffalo, if I was the GM, if I did the Cole Beasley thing, that's okay with me. I'd let Odell sign with Dallas and, or somebody else in the NFL. All right. So so since we're talking about the NFL, I want to get your take on the way that the Dolphins are going to come into this game playing the Buffalo Bills, having beaten them already one, having beaten them already once. And uh, now they're going to play in Orchard Park tomorrow on Saturday night uh, in Orchard Park in Buffalo. But what is your take on the Dolphins season this, this far minus the Bills and minus getting the Bills win in Miami a couple of weeks ago? before they meet this Saturday night, Ryan. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big fan of Miami. Uh, I have Tua in my football pool. So I, I have to, I have to stick with the dolphins. I love what they're doing. Um, I really do. And it's funny about the whole Miami thing. I've only been to one NFL game and it was years ago. And it was my, my Miami came to Buffalo and drove down to Buffalo. And it was just madness. I think it was in December or something like that. It was freezing cold. But I think it's going to be freezing cold again uh, when they play. Um, but I like I like Miami. Um, they squeaked it by the last time. It was, what, 21-19, something like that? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, 21-19. Yeah, that, so, checks out. that checks out. So it's going to be it's, – it's a – I hate to use the word um, or the word statement games, but, you know, Buffalo at 10-3. Miami – I think there are eight wins. So they're eight and five through 13. So you do the math nine and five, if they win, then Buffalo falls to 10 and four. I think this is a huge game. It really is. Um, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put my money on Buffalo. Not that I'm a betting man, uh, but I'm going to put my money on, sorry, on, on Miami uh, to, uh, to take it on the road in Buffalo. It's going to be a good game though. All right. It'll all right. Nice, yeah. Oh, sorry, Scott. No, go ahead. Ollie. Go ahead. It'll be a great game to, um, to listen to as well, Ryan, because because um, um, just the intensity level and um, and um, and we can listen to and um, and you can listen to all the uh, NFL games too. Yes, you can uh, listen to all the NFL games on uh, NFL primetime when they when Chris Berman and Boomer McFarlane go over it on NFL primetime, which is every Sunday night, and then Monday Monday through Wednesday through Friday whenever you want. Boomer also does his fastest three minutes, so you guys can catch more editions of those coming up on Monday Night Football. And uh, if you are, and Thomas is just putting this out there, so if you're heading to the game for Bills and Dolphins in Buffalo tomorrow night, make sure that you dress warm and drive safely due to weather conditions that Buffalo may have. So that is something that we can definitely bring up. 
Oh, uh, Ryan just dropped from our call again, oh, but that's okay. But again, make sure that you dress warm if you're going to the game and you drive safely if you're going out to Orchard Park to watch this game. All right. So how about we get some more Christmas in here? So we're going to talk a little bit more about what we're going to talk a little bit more about how how do you prepare for Christmas? Or in this case, what in this case, since we're playing, we're going to play some Christmas music here. Um, how do you what kind of Christmas songs do you love to listen to? And if you had any top five, what would they be? We're going to start with uh, Jason. So Jason, as I start playing some music in the background, what are your top five favorite music, Christmas music songs to listen to that you listen to um, during the holidays? I know you already mentioned for a movie, you already mentioned uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You can't go wrong with that. But, um, and you can't go wrong with that Christmas movie. It's an instant classic, both the animated and the and the cartoon version of it. Um, but uh, what what is your favorite kind of Christmas songs besides, uh, besides uh, songs from movies such as how the Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> well, well, Scott, you know what? The one you're playing right now is one of my favorites, especially during that animated uh, film. Uh, All right. I, I think that's that's one of my top five. Whether it's top, I, I, I have to think about it, but the ones that come to my mind uh, right now... Uh, well, one really nice one is here on That's Tom Jackson. It's just, uh, he was an actor north of 60 back in the 90s and CBC. He's, he's also a singer songwriter. He's uh, originally from Winnipeg, but, but he's done his Here on Carol get a chance to look up that song. I think it's a really good For me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm a combination of traditional uh, carols as well, and, and a lot of a lot of symphony as well. Uh, like for example, um, the uh, Hallelujah chorus. Right, that, uh, that, that, that's one of my favorite ones during uh, uh, the holiday season. But there's 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 quite a few, right? But you can't go wrong yep. with Jingle Bells as well. Especially the uh, the Simpsons version, right? You know, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Lake, Batmobile, yep, yep, yep. Wheel, Joker Got Away. <laughs> All right. So how about how about you, Nazim? Nazim, Shaheen, and Sarah. What are what are your top five? So Shaheen has just stepped out but for myself i like the traditional christmas songs like the old classics just having them on in the background just i think gets you in that christmas mood that christmas spirit so you know uh i say a few uh it's beginning to look a lot like christmas um jingle bells uh white christmas all, all of them old classics just having them on in the background all right, Ali. 
Ali, what are your what are your top favorite Christmas mu- music that you love to listen to? Oh, you know, I've got a few. I like um. All I, I, I like Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Uh, I like uh, Wham's "Last Christmas." And okay. Over by a Reindeer, the Irish Rovers. Definitely, definitely a good one. Definitely a good one. Uh, I'm going to give you last Christmas here now, Ali, since you brought that one up, because that's a really good one. It's a, but, but let me just be real here for a second. Even though that song is a, even though last Christmas is a love song and it's also a little heartbreaking, just a little heartbreaking, just a little heartbreaking, uh, just a little heartbreaking um it's definitely a song that you could definitely listen to so we're gonna give that to you guys now um this is last christmas by wham so let me just make sure i get this going here okay here we go so thomas we haven't really joined in the fun here but if you could give your top five uh, christmas songs that would be nice that you love to listen to If you, if you'd like, Thomas. That's perfect. That's a perfect idea. And um, I'm sure all of us are pretty familiar with all the instant classic Christmas carol songs, including symphonies. But you know, there's one symphony orchestra that stands in my favorite Christmas music. All year long and that is the fabulous Trubosky Waltz of the Flowers telling the story or the Christmas story rather between people and of course Walt of the Flowers herself the person who is forced to choose who she'd love to dance with. Yes, uh, Travaski. Travaski, definitely. But she needs to tell. But she needs to. But she needs to. But she needs to come clean and tell everyone that she knows who she wants to dance with. I'm sure everyone remembers that song. It's an instant classic. And of course. Uh, and of course, I always, I always enjoy rocking around the Christmas tree. And fun fact, have you, have you people who listen to Disney Plus, the boy band Holiday, I encourage you to check it out. It happened, I believe last year it was on the, on the show because it was, uh, because it was COVID. And they decided to put that as a special. You can find it on Disney Plus. We have all your favorite character. We have all your favorite uh, bandmates from the years past. They talk about. They bring us stories from the band's years past. They bring, but they also bring you your favorite Christmas songs, like "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree," "Underneath the Tree," 
Of course, some of their Christmas hits, like the song Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and lots of others. So check it out. It's at Disney Plus. It's at Disney Plus. You'll love it. It's a pretty good. It's pretty good show. Didn't do so well when it aired, but I still think it was pretty good. Check it out. It's on Disney Plus. And as far as my other top five go, that is an instant classic. The song we're hearing right now. Of course, you can never go wrong with one of uh, the best songs of Christmas holidays. Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. You also can never go wrong with the Jingle Bell Rock featured in featured in Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, which was actually filmed in New York. Look it up. Where was Home Alone 2 Lost in New York filmed? None other than New York. It's, it's, it's an instant classic song, especially the comedy that comes with it in the in the script. It. But of course, that was just number two. Waltz of the Flowers is right up there. There you go, there's three. And of course, who could forget I All I Want for Christmas is You in Mariah Carey, that traditional yet interesting storytelling, all I want for Christmas music is a fantastic, iconic, classic song. And I hope that if the people listening to this podcast are fans of the singer I'm mentioning, I'm mentioning Mariah Carey, are not taking any offense to this because she truly is an artist. Like all the, like all the people before her, who have created countless carols that are very, very Merry Christmasy. Yeah, well, speaking of there is number four, yeah. but at go ahead, Thomas. But at the top, but at the top of my fifth favorite song, I actually got a chance to do this with my brother and myself at high school back in St. Marcelina Secondary School. Secondary school, so shout out to that school. As our choir from our seven day from our seven year program performed a song also written by Mariah Carey, but it was called Not All I Want for Christmas is You, but it was called Oh What a Wonderful Child. With Jesus' name in it, and it's a yes. and it's a very interesting song for a story, but it still holds close to my heart as one of the as one of an instant classic songs from Mariah Carey. Yes, all right. That is my top five, Scott. All right, all right. So I'm gonna do my stuff of those questions in a little bit like nearing the end of it but um as i play the song that you mentioned there in mariah carey i'm we're gonna move over to and i'm actually gonna set this up 
for later, but we're going to move over to talking a little bit about the about the NBA and more specifically how the Raptors season has gone down. Yes, Allie, go ahead. The Raptors. Um yes, I wanted to get your thoughts as well here on it that um they they uh, they've been on a bit of a losing streak and they also lost 124 to 123. Is that a game that they should have won in your opinion? And also and and and, and like Fred Van Vliet scored uh, 39 points in that game. Oh, that's a game that they definitely should have won, Ali in my in my opinion like like again, but like you said, they 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 were ahead in this well yeah they were ahead in this game and then they they well things kind of things kind of went down things kind of went downhill and um unfortunately they lose this one to the kings and you can see our my post game reaction uh pod probably before this episode dropped so make sure you check that out when it drops uh but um that's that's a good thing that you bring up about the raptors like it, this is a game that they definitely should have won but unfortunately they didn't win today they go toe to toe against brooklyn and i will be having a post game show that will drop on saturday right after the game goes final so be sure you stick around for that and speaking of them let's uh Let's get Jason's thoughts here on the season so far. So, Jason, when you look at the Raptors, like, I know you don't watch a lot. Like, I know you watch, like, sports, but you don't, um, or, but you work for sports coding. But when you look at the Raptors and you look at their record right now, what comes to your mind, especially after a so close, so, so good, looks like it looks like they're going to win the, the basketball game last night against Sacramento? Well, I, I didn't. I can't say for last night's game because uh, I didn't watch it. Uh, but the I thought I was hoping there was promise in 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 this this year's season with the Raptors, and um, I'm not sure what will happen. Time will tell, obviously, uh, with with the season. But you know they are they are back a bit. But I uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping you know when you have when you have uh, good players like Van Vliet you know, involved. And I, I think, I think we, you know, we're, we're hoping that, that the star players can, can keep the Raptors going through this rest of the season. And, and maybe there's some hope there. Of course, of course, of course. All right. So Ali, you have your hand up here. Let's go. Let's go. See what you got. Go ahead, Ali. They were saying on the Locked on Raptors podcast um, on yesterday's show that the Raptors do not have a deep enough roster. Now, the thing here is, is they, all these players that they have, like the ones that they have that, are ex- that were expected to 
compete and that they had and to play to their level are not quite having a great year. Like, for instance, Fred Van Vliet is, has been up and down. Gary Trent Jr. has been up and down. Scotty Burns has been up and down. So the question is, do you see them now? And we will start with Jason on this, and then we'll go to Thomas. But do you see them making a trade this year for, like, trading either one of Gary either one of Gary Trent or Scotty Burns. Uh, uh, Ali. Oh, I don't know. Can you hear? Sorry, I, I, uh, I'm sorry. I, You're I, coming I, in, Jason. I was trying to unmute myself, but it looks like I was already unmuted. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think right now with the, uh, 13-15 record for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I, I I think this is the time to look for a trade, uh, and I, and this is time to, uh, as, as you know, I I don't know, is it to shake things up? Like for example, I, I don't know. I I think it's important that uh, to protect some of the uh, the power forwards, uh, like Siakam and and Van Vliet. But I think there's an opportunity now to maybe rebuild a bit. Uh, before the trade deadline to see what happens, but because because I think right now the current play is 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 not sustainable. But uh, but of course I was reading a story in Blog Po that uh, they're saying that things might get worse before they get better uh, for the struggling Raptors. So we'll we'll see. Uh... Now the other thing that usually comes up is. Is a front office shakeup necessary? That is often the because what typically, and I don't think this is right, but typically what happens in sports typically is that the team's not performing well. Let us blame it on the front office or on the um, specifically. Like you see, let's bring Nick Nurse in here. Do you think like what are your thoughts uh, there? Do you feel they may make a change there? Well, in typically in with sports in general, the the low hanging fruit with everything is to file fire the coach, and and of course there, there's there's no there's there's no rational sense with that happens. Every coach does their best, right? And then of course the coach the coaches always become a target when 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 the team performs bad. And then they fired the head coach, and of course I, I'm I'm thinking of Mike Babcock way back with the uh, with with the with the Leafs a few seasons ago. They fired Mike Babcock after these were were playing that well. And of course the new coach installed. You know there was there was a bit of a leaf. There's a lift. There's there's always a bit of a psychological lift after a new coach takes over. Uh, I, I from a from a rational sense I don't know it will work long term, but. Um, yeah, it's it's a possibility that Nick Nurse could 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 be shown the door. I don't know. But see, now it was the same. It was sort of the Raptors were sort of in a similar situation back almost seven or eight years ago. Remember when they had Rudy Gay on the team? And so what ended up? And then the team was not performing and whatnot. And then they made. And then they traded Rudy Gay, 
And all of a sudden, the team start performing better again. Yeah, that's that's right, Ali. That's right, Ali. I mean, they they definitely like they definitely were in a bit of a bind with uh, when Rudy when Rudy Gay was on the was on the team, and uh, they quickly they quickly turned that around after Kali Leonard came to the team, and, and we all we all know what we all know what that what that season brought for us. That brought us our first title of the of uh, of our or of our team's history, our first NBA title. Well, see now the other thing is, is that it's questionable as to what Masai Ujiri is thinking now. He signed this long-term deal again, but it really leaves things to wonder. What does he? What is he thinking? Indeed does indeed indeed indeed. All right, so let's talk a little. Let's talk a little soccer because I meant because I know that there were some people here that on our show that uh, were soccer fans, or not or not or not all or not too many soccer fans, but but let's take a look at what's going on in the World Cup. Now, obviously, there's no game today, but uh, that's because we're nearing we're basically at the third place and finale of the of the World Cup right now with the with the um with the finals ending with the knockouts finals ending on ending on um ending on Wednesday. December the fourteenth with a France win. So let's let's start with you, Ali. Oh, uh, you know what? Let's start with uh, Thomas on this, and then we'll go to Jason, and then we'll go to Ali. So okay. I'll just sorry sorry to interrupt, Scott. Before you start, I just have I just want before I just want to let you know I have to head out, but it was uh, it was great participating in this uh, holiday broadcast uh, for your podcast and uh, just wish everyone a, a really good Christmas. And I just want also want to do a shout out again to, as I did in your previous episode, to Connect for Life and the Accessible Voice and Broadcasting. I, I do volunteer uh, in one of the uh, sessions in there in terms of looking at accessibility in audio. Uh, very important program. And I just want to do another shout out to, to Melanie who uh, helps uh, head that. I think it's a very important program and, and it also helps folks like you scott to create these these little podcasts so i'm really really happy with that but again i have to go and uh just wish everyone a great holiday season all right all right that's okay that's all right it's Allie here. thank you so much and we'll keep in and uh, we'll uh keep in touch and get in touch all right thanks everybody yes yes indeed indeed so thank you once again to everybody who has joined us if you've joined us so far Let's talk a little bit about the World Cup since Jason has dropped. He can actually give us his thoughts another time on that. But Ali and Thomas, since we still have you guys here, let's start with Thomas here. So Thomas, well, I, well, I, well, I first want to just clear clear the air with the Raptors. 
Okay, go ahead. No, I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, Ali, you and Jason brought up some good points, some of which I didn't even, some of which I think I might have forgotten about, with the exception of Rudy Gay, but I don't think it's always, I don't think it's always about Nick Nurse getting, getting the boot. I think it's about the other half of the office that is not, that is not doing their job. I sometimes think it's the other half of the Raptors team that that is that is on that that have their jobs on the line here. I can't now. I can't say now. I can't say if this was the Blue Jays. I can't say it's Ross Atkins getting the boot because he's the general manager. He's the one that makes all the moves. He's the one who decides who goes and who stays. That's out of that's out of the question. But as you mentioned, when we when we didn't when we did not have when we said goodbye to Rudy Gay, the Raptors did perform very well. And we got Kali one Kali Leonard, who basically pointed out to every Raptors fan when we when he joined, if you get angry, nothing nothing good comes from it. Just Wrap it up. That was the game. Wrap it up. Wrap it up in a nice little present because it's because it's Christmas. I'll say present. Get back. Get back to work. Find find the game. Find the game. Find the game that you know you can win. And if you start winning, and focus less time on getting angry, getting upset, getting whatever as your as a player or a coach for that matter. You'll get a championship, and that's how we got the championship. We got with Kali Leonard. It was all about put it behind you, put it on the back burner. You lost the game fair and square, or you won that game. Don't think about the past games. Think about the coming games. Do I see the Brooklyn Nets winning? Maybe. Do I see the Raptors winning? I want them to. But I just thought I'd clear the air with you, Ali, because you guys did make a you guys did make a lot of good points about the Raptors. But I thought I'd clear the air with you a little bit on who who's really on the who's really on the at uh, the seat of losing their jobs, as you as you call it. Any anyways. To the World Cup, I already mentioned in our chat that uh, the both games will be played Saturday, tomorrow, and Sunday at 10 a.m. We, but here, but here we are. I mentioned in, and I'm sure Scott mentioned it on his FIFA World Cup in Qatar when we talked about Croatia, but Croatia. Keep in mind, everyone. Croatia was in was in this was in this spot before. It sucked at their third place during the third place game, but they were in this spot a World Cup before, so they know the game. Morocco probably hasn't made it this far since. Who knows when? 
So I think Croatia has the has the has an edge on this game. Let's talk about Argentina and France, for example. Croatia was one shot, one shot away from being at the world for being at the trophy game. But fortunately, Argentina beat them. And that's why Argentina and France are your opponents. This is where it all comes down. This is where it all comes down to the wire. So, Ali, I'll start with you. Croatia, Morocco, France, and Argentina. If you had to pick between one of those teams to win the World Cup or at least get third place, who would you have gone? Who would you go with? Oh, for third place, I would have gone with uh, Morocco. Okay, and who would you have gone with for the trophy? France or Argentina? Uh, France. Or Croatia or Morocco? Who would you have gone with? I would have gone with France. You would have gone with France. How about you, Scott? Before I tell everybody who I would have gone with, who would you go with? If all four of these teams remaining, all four were both competing for the trophy and there was no such thing as a third place game, who would you like coming in third? And who would you like? I would definitely go to France. I would definitely do France over Argentina. But if they but if they were all competing it. I would I would go France in first, uh, Morocco third, Croatia fourth, and Argentina second. All right. So you would say France wins it all. Argentina falls short. They come in second place. Croatia wins against Morocco. They get the third place. And Morocco is your fourth place. Yes. Yes. That's about right. That's about right. Yes. All right. So you know what? What we're going to do now, since it's just the three of us, I'm going to throw it over to Thomas. And we're going to do our traditional Friday. And one of our traditional Friday segments that we do on the podcast. So Thomas, to kick us off. Because we're running through, we are running through week 14, going into week 15, we are going to be running through your weekly wrap, my weekly wrap, and Ali's weekly weekly wrap. It is time, everybody, for NFL, for Thomas's weekly wrap. So, Thomas, we're going to hand it over to you for your fastest three minutes. We are going to hand it over to you for your fastest three minutes. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the fastest three minutes. And we're going to start things off back in Buffalo against the New York Jets. Orchard Park, New York. Be the name. 
Jets beat the opponent. Buffalo ain't worried. Every time they win, it's break table time. Cause that's how, cause that's how you cheer. It's time for my fastest three minutes. And we take, and we take a trip down a slope, down a wintry lane, full of rainy showers. It's the man between the bills of Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, taking on the New York Jets, the J. E.T. Jets, Jets, Jets. How do we begin this trip? Well, here we go. Alice, pass short, right to Dawson Knox for 24-yard touchdown run. Tyler Fast, first kick up on the first kick on the way, and it's up. It's good. The Bills in the lead, seven nothing. But wait, don't tell, don't tell the Jets that they still got another half to play. We're gonna make it as easy as pie, they say here. Z Knight left tackle for 13 yard touchdown pass. Or touchdown. And our kick and the kicker, Greg Zorland. The pass up is good. We are tied at 7 7 apiece. But wait, the quarter's not over yet. The, the quarter's not over yet. The quarter's not over yet. And this is halftime since nothing went on during the first half. Except second quarter. Buffalo says, hmm, for even at 7-7. Let's try this. Let's make it 14. Allen, right guard, five yards, touchdown pass. Tyler pass, the kick, it's up, and good. Next, next, next Bills drive, Tyler Bass, set for 38 yards, he takes it. Is it up? Is it good? Is it no good? The ref says, it's good. We've hit, we've hit the final quarter play. Tyler, 49-yard field goal, it's up. And it's good. Then, the Bills are safety by the Jets. The Jets are in it. They have two. 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 They get two points. Sam Martin punch blocked. His punt is blocked by John Jason. Or by John Johnson, center, ball out of bounds in the end zone. It's a safety. The Jets are in it. It's not. We have a 20 Bills lead. Nine Jets still trailing. Unfortunately, that's all they could get because because they net because they then look to their kicker. Greg Zerlin for 26 yards for a 26 yard field goal. It's up, it's good. The game is over. All in all, here's how things went down. We had 
punt after punt after punt after punt after punt in the first half for the first quarter. And then things started to pick up as the Jets would end with the ball and the half. Buffalo would leave halftime with the lead at 7-0. They're against the Dolphins this Saturday night in Buffalo. Meanwhile, the Jets, their record is heading over to Jacksonville Jaguars. But before that, it's Sunday. It's winter and we're in Detroit. I wonder what that game will be like. We'll find out a little later on in the show. But on our way we go to, since I thought of Detroit, here we go on our way to Detroit. And it's Detroit taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Now this is a good game. How does it all begin, you ask? First quarter. Golf pass deep right to, J- to Jason Williams. To John Williams for 41 yards. 41 yard touchdown pass. Field goes up at 7. It's 7 nothing Lions. Wait a minute. Don't hold all tickets here. We we're they're not they're not keeping they're not keeping the lead. They're not they're not keeping the lead here. The Vikings say. O'Deal reported as an eligible as an as an eligible. Dalvin Cook left in for one yard for a one yard touchdown. Deal goes up. We're tied at 7-7. Second quarter, Goff, he's not worried. It's even. He's not worried. All we have to do is touchdown pass. He's not worried. He passes. He makes a pump pass deep it to the left, to the left, to Derek, to Dark Charge for 48-yard touchdown pass. It's 14. It's 14. Detroit. It's 14. Detroit. Minnesota. 17. Vikings trail by one. After half, Derek Goff says, I feel pretty good about myself right now. Detroit loves it. I love it. I'm going to score another touchdown pass. Derek off, pass short. Middle, Jay Reynolds for five yards. And the game, given the field goal, as the pot is good, by M. Bagley, puts the Detroit Lions up. 17, they're 20, 21. 21 points. The Lions lead by two touchdowns. Kirk Cousins passed short left to Angel Fee for 23 yards. Touchdown. And they decide we're not going to go for the. We're not going to kick the extra part. We're not going to tie the. We're not going to make it 14. We're going to go for two. It's no good. Or it's, com- it's completed. 
but apparently it fails because Thielen was injured during the play. Oh, sorry, Minnesota. Back to Detroit, fourth quarter. Vikings with 13, 21, it's 21, Detroit, leading by, it's Detroit in the lead still, Jared Jackson, left there for, for 15 yards, touchdown, and it's 28 to 13, Joel Joseph, 41 yard field goal, on the Minnesota Vikings side. And it's 16-28. Hey, it's great. Hey, it's great you got a field goal all. But you need to get touchdowns. No worries. Says Matt Burgery. You can get 41 yards. I can get 41 yards too. The lead increases to 31. It's, it's 31-16 Detroit. In the lead. Kirk Cousins passed short. Left the chaos board for 15 yards. This would be the last play of the day. In an effort to show some pride, it's 23-31. Lions still in the lead. And then Matt Bridget says, Bag Bagri says, I we need a we need 48 yards. I'll just get you, give, coach, give me the ball. I will kick it. I'll end it. The ref says, Good! And the game comes to an end. Talk about, talk about your famous games. That is awesome. Congratulations to Detroit. Unfortunately, they're, they're headed to they're headed to New York today in New York. Then it's off to the Panthers. Of course, it's against the Bears next. Then the, for the Vikings side, it's pretty. It's pretty obvious we're just the Indianapolis Colts, and we are within the New York Giant times. Good games coming. Come Monday night. Monday night. It's Monday night in Arizona. It should be Monday night in New England. How did this game go? Well, it starts out with vehicle by M. Prater. 33 yards. Arizona's in the lead. They're feeling pretty good. Conte Harris up the middle for 14 yard for a 14 yard touchdown. Says you're not go you're not winning this game. It's seven three. Cardinals. Or it's seven three. Patriots. Excuse me. Where you going with our lead? Arizona says. M. Prater scores another 
32 yard field goal. It's up. It's good. It's a close game. It's a one run. It's a one game. It's a one point game. Six seven. So Cardinals. So the Cardinals are feeling pretty good about themselves. All they need is a touchdown to get to gain the lead, right? Of course, right. John Connor up the middle for ten yards. Touchdown. Cardinals. This is all happening in the second quarter. But then Nick Folk says, I'm going to let you off. I'm going to give you at least three points at half. Got to check this up. It's good. It's a full, it's a, it's a 51 yard field goal. And the Cardinals are leading by just three. And that would be all they would get because the Patriots ended up taking, taking the win into overdrive after the half. Nick Folk, 23-yard field goal. Up, and it's good. To Carter McCoy, we go past short middle to Deshaun the Deshaun Hopkins to the Arizona 22-yard line for four yards. The ball, wait a minute, the ball's fumbled. Recover, it's recovered by Corey Dragger. Or Dugger. Ryan McGillan. Ryan McGillan, 23 yards. And it's a touchdown. Nick Folk picked it up. It's good. And, the, and now all of a sudden, the Patriots are in the lead. Going into the final quarter of play. 20 to 13 we go. And then it's Peace Strong. And then it's Peace Strong up the middle. To put the icing on the cake and the and the fire on the Arizona kite on the Arizona Cardinals with the three yard touchdown. Oh, wait a minute! There's a penalty. Offside defense is the call, but the penalties decline, and all you need is Nick Ball. To secure the win. It's 27 13 the final. I'll reveal who those guys go up against when we get to our pitch. But to end off our fastest three minutes, we take a trip into the defending champs who are not really the defending champs when you play like this. But okay, okay, let me enlighten you guys here before we do get tracker here. Let me enlighten you. It was a close game. In LA, the defending champions area. Josh Jacobs gets things started. One yard touchdown. Seven nothing. Derek Carlson with a field goal. Six point. He's back out again. Takes a 52 yard field goal. It's 10 nothing. 
Don't tell the LA Rams that. They know what they have to do. They kick a field goal in the first quarter. It's 10-3. Las Vegas Raiders still feeling pretty good. Second quarter. Derek Carlson. 31-yard field goal. It's up. It's good. Move, we move into the we move into the fourth quarter. Third quarter doesn't even count. To talk highlights here. It's 13-3. Daryl Carlson says, hmm, I'm going to make this even more fun. Guys, I'm going to score a present of field goals here. Takes a 36-yard field goal. It is up. It is good. It's 16. It is 16-3. But now, hold on. The Los Angeles Rams says, we can still win this game. Don't lose hope in us just yet, guys. We can still win this game. Cam Akers. Up the middle for one yard touchdown. And we got a brand new game. And we got a brand new game. Everyone. And Greg is up. It's good. Now only trailing by six. Baker Rayfield. Pass deep left. Devine Jefferson for 23 yards. The kick is up, and it's good. And the Rams, the Rams, find a way to come back and beat the Las Vegas Raiders. It's off to it's off to the Cincinnati Bengals, but we've only got so little time with three fastest minutes. So you can be sure to hear all of this action even and even more on the past history minutes with me, your ho your co your co-host, Thomas McGregor, on this podcast. You can be sure to hear lots and lots and lots of informational things coming up as the as our podcast rolls on. But always remember to tune in to NFL Prime Time with Chris Berman. And of course, his co-host as well. Every every week of the NFL season on NFL Prime Time, located on ESPN Plus. That's ESPN Plus for NFL Prime Time games. This is fun. Let's continue doing it. Back to Scott with the show. That has been your fastest three minutes. All right, all right. So we're gonna wait here to get Ali in on our in on our NFL weekly wrap. But for me here, as we're not sure, as I know you're not sure the screen here for this moment of the game, I'm gonna give you my standouts and my takeaways. So first of all, the Buffalo Bills will stand out because, well, they 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 get revenge on the Jets. Will they will it be the same against the will it be the same against the Dolphins this Saturday? We don't know. Next up. Let's go to LA. 
and LA wins this one against the Vegas Raiders. It would look like quite a competitive one. But how about Denver giving a fight, giving it a fight against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are able to win this game 34 to 28. And Travis Kelsey becomes the fifth tight end in NHL history to eclipse 10,000 career yards, the fastest to the mark. And then the Eagles, the Eagles, the E-E-Eagles, they clinch playoffs with this win over the Giants. 48 to 22 the final there and with that we're going to wait for Ali to wrap to wrap up our segment here we are going to wait for Ali to wrap up our weekly wrap segment here thank you to all of you who were able to come out and join us Miami taking on the Bills this Saturday this Saturday if you're going to the game make sure you Dress warmly and drive safety due to weather conditions. But Thomas, since we have you, let's talk some NHL as I play All I Want for Christmas is You. This is the music that we are going to have for this song. Or sorry, for this part of the show. And we are going to talk about getting ready for the Boston Bruins. Bam! Versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's the Peng. It's the Pens. It's the Bruins. They battle it out this January. And guess what? If you if you're a daily listener to 105.9 X, then guess what? And and you love the Pens. Guess what? They want to send you to this January's Winter Classic in Boston. So, all you have to do is go to, is make sure you're following them on Instagram and tag X on PX sweepstakes, as well as well, that's the hashtag you should use. But make sure you use, make sure you use sorry, make sure you tag, make sure you tag. The person that you would want to come join you on this uh, on this journey to watch your third in the Metropolitan Division, Pittsburgh Penguins, take on, if you're a Boston Bruins fan, your first in the Atlantic Division, Boston Bruins. So with this in mind. Let's take a look at what is on the horizon for the Boston Bruins 
and the Pittsburgh Penguins as they prepare for battle against the Boston Bruins. So Thomas, as I lower the music here, I will give the I will give it straight up. I'll give it straight up for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but what's coming up for Boston if you're around? As we get closer to this winter classic. What's coming up for the Boston Bruins as they get ready to battle the Penguins? Well, it's a well. Glad you asked. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday night in Boston tomorrow night after a shootout loss to the Los Angeles Kings on Thursday night. Oh, ex- oh, excuse me. Excuse me. It's a Saturday morning. A Saturday morning game for the Columbus Blue Jackets and Boston Bruins. Puck drops at 1 o'clock in TD Garden. And then the Philadelphia the Panthers meet the Bruins on a Monday night. And a Thursday night, they meet the Winnipeg Jets. Hey, didn't we just talk with the Winnipeg Jets fan? Ryan uh, Pinto, I believe his name was. Uh, that would be Ryan Bate. Right? Ryan, Ryan Payton, actually. And uh, congrats. And thank you. Thanks oh, again. sorry. Ryan uh, Payton. Thanks again, Ryan. And, uh, of course, Jason. Jason is a fan of the... Winnipeg Jets and the Montreal Canadiens as well. So thanks to them for well, they, joining us on this podcast. Yes, yes, thank yes, thank you everyone for joining us on podcasters or on this podcast listening or on the podcast, the actual show as it as it's being recorded. Thank you for joining us. But Ryan Ryan Payton and uh Jason and all you Winnipeg Jets fans out there, how's about a Thursday night in Boston to you with the Winnipeg Jets? Seven o'clock, TD Gardens, Boston, Winnipeg. Sounds good, right? Let's do it. I say. They then head to the road before New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, when it's the same as a Buffalo, they get on the Bruins of Boston. And just then, before, just before you get to that, Penguin fans, hold on, hold on, the Penguin fans. Yeah, okay, go ahead, Jonathan. Go ahead, sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. Okay, so before. They get to that. They play the Devils seven thirty, or sorry, seven o'clock in New in New Jersey 
on the eve before Christmas Eve. They then play the Senators December 27th. And then as Thomas mentioned, for the Boston Bruins, they got about they go to battle against the Buffalo Sabres. And that is on and then Penguin fans. Boston right before New then, Year's Eve. Hold on. And then Penguins fans. Boston fans. And then Penguins fans and Boston fans. We've waited this long. It's time for the classic event to return. It's the winter classic. By the way, but we the Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And by the way, New Jersey and Boston will meet one more time before they meet Buffalo on an after on an, on a New Year's Eve afternoon against Buffalo. So lots more to come. Oh. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Before we continue, before we continue the show, I just want to let Maple Leaf Nation know. Remember Boston? Remember all the dramatic history around it? Sure you do. In January. Here we go. It's a Boston Bruin matchup. You, ne- you don't want to miss out on Saturday, December or January 14th, not December, 14th next year, 2023. It's the it's the Maple Leafs. It's the Bruins. It's DD Garden. But before that, let's say hello to the Kraken. And actually. Shout out to the person that runs Locked On Kraken, Eric Iolish. Eric, so Eric pretty good Eric job Iolish. with Locked On Kraken. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to her. She does a pretty good job with her podcast of getting people ready. I can't wait to hear what she has to say when the Bruins are facing the Kraken in January. So. Happy New Year to Locked On Kraken fans. Happy New Year to all of our people listening into our podcast. And Brooklyn, Brooklyn Mets fans, if you haven't already heard or seen, if you were a part of this, uh, if you were a part of our show on Zoom, where we're recording this, if you want to get access to the game, between the Brooklyn Nets and, of course, the Toronto Raptors. You want the Raptors coverage, you're going to have to have TSN. But if you want your coverage, tune in to Yes Network. Yes Network, the home of your favorite Brooklyn team, the Brooklyn Nets. All right, coming up for the Penguins. Tip off is at 7.30 p.m. Coming up for the Penguins. Talk to you, Scott. They've got three games on Sportsnet coming up. Sunday on Sportsnet and 1059DX. They battle the Carolina Hurricanes. 
They battle the New York Rangers in Pittsburgh on Tuesday. They will battle the floor. They will battle the Carolina Hurricanes again on Sportsnet on Thursday, right before Christmas, and then after Christmas. They are in Long Island battling the New York Islanders. And they wrap up their December home schedule with a with before New Year's two games. Guess what? They are the Red Wings and the Devils. Then it's time to go to, to, go to battle with the black and gold Boston Bruins. This should be a good one. So Thomas, when we look at the remaining schedule, when we look at that remaining schedule for both of these teams before they go to battle, what stands out in your mind about the Boston Bruins season? Um, for me, I would say in Boston's case, the one that stands out to me the most is New Jersey. All right. How about but for I, the Pens? How about but for I, the Pens? But, but it would be a. But it would be a. Hmm. Pens, pens, pens. You know, it's five o'clock, five o'clock start. But I would say the game that stands out to me is Carolina against the Pittsburgh Penguins as the schedule rolls on. All right. All right. And and speaking and speaking of our hockey, and speaking of our hockey conversation, why don't you tell everyone? Who is not a fan of the teams we just mentioned? Before we put, before we try to put a nice little bow on this on the on the show, why don't you tell everybody what t- what's happening tonight on hockey action for the teams that are in that are in action today? Great, great idea. Great, great idea. All right. It's a late one. It's a late one. Chicago taking on the Blackhawks. Sorry. The Blackhawks taking on the Wild. I almost said Chicago taking on the Blackhawks. Sorry about that. Uh, Blackhawks taking on the Wild at 8 o'clock. Flames and the Blues battle each other at 9. And at 9.30, Long Island, the Long Island New York Rangers are going toe-to-toe with the Arizona Coyotes. We we then have afternoon hockey taking us off tomorrow at 1 o'clock on Nesson Sportsnet and BSOH. Wherever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, it's the Blue, Blue Jackets and the Bruins. All right, 
So that's just a little bit of a tidbit as to what's on tap for tonight and a little bit of on tap for tomorrow. It's a busy one in the it's a busy one in the NHL on on Saturday. So Indeed about, it is. So you know what? We're going to do it one last time here. Uh, Ali, you can give us your thoughts here as we're going to be putting a bow on this show in just a set, in just a moment. Uh, you can give us your thoughts on the show in just a moment, uh, especially on our weekly wrap, your your takeaways and things like that. I noticed you dropped from the call, but that's okay. Uh, that's okay. That is fine. Before we wrap up here, I want to get want to get a few picks. We want to get a few picks in, but thank you so much for joining us. So let's start out with Saturday here, Thomas. You know, you know Scott. So hold on, hold on. You know what? Before we do that, I just had a feeling when we had our people join us for the show. We never really got around to talking about our favorite episodes. So how about this when we end up the show and we put it in our podcast? We ask our fans in a in a poll with the episodes with the episodes and names in them. We ask them what is their favorite episode of the podcast from season one. Well, ra- well, rather doing well, rather than doing a poll, I'll just do a Q and A and I'll ask fans. What is your favorite episode of this show so far from season one? Did you like uh, Did you like the conversation with Jason? Did you like the conversations that we've had as a group together, the three of us, Ali, me, and Thomas? Did you like Did you Did you like this Christmas special? Have you Did you Do you like our post game shows and our pre game? Obviously, there's not a lot of pre game. I also. But, I also. Uh, but we've done. I also want to. I also wanted. I also wanted to point out to those of you that follow us on Instagram, if you couldn't make it to our show, that is completely fine with us. And we will be back in March, late March, I do believe, Scott. That is the time you want to come March, back. We're back. We're back to bring you some more bonus content after the week of January the sixth to bring you more bonus content that would be that it'd be post game shows pre game shows things of that nature and you know speaking of that before we get to picks cuz I actually want to wrap up with picks let's do state status of the podcast a new segment that we're going to do every episode that we do on our podcast where if we have podcast hosts or if we have our co-hosts Ali and Thomas on us or on with us, we're gonna do a states, a states of the podcast update. So Thomas, let's get you going here. I'm going to give you permission to use your screen share. So let's go ahead and give us some updates. Ali, you could do well, so. Uh, well, uh, well, you know, we well, you know, we well, you know something. It's okay. So hold on, hold on. It's okay, Scott, if you don't, or if I don't share my screen, because I just want to talk to them straight face without actually bringing up my review. 
my podcast review. Fine, that's absolutely fine. But I'll do this, I'll do it anyway. Okay, oh. We've lost Thomas. Well, in this case, we are going to get closer to wrapping up this show. We've lost Thomas. We've lost Ali. We've lost everybody else, but that's okay. Oh, Thomas is back. So we're going to get to his update on the show. I was about to give you my update on the show. Sorry that we lost him. Uh, we've also lost Ali. We'll see if we can get him back. Otherwise, it'll just be Thomas and I for our final edition before we wrap up. We'll do more weekly wraps even if we go on a season break we'll do more weekly nfl wraps for the next year and the next season so be sure you join us for all of that it's always great to do those but thomas will be with us for our last edition of picks that we'll do this season before we do that let's wrap up here with state a state of the game of the podcast update. Thomas, you're free to do it. All right. You're free to do it if you're able to go for it. But the floor is yours. All right. All right. All right. So I'm sure you're all wondering why I was cut out. But we will talk about that on later on later editions i mentioned to you in previous in my previous episodes i mentioned to you just before i show where where we're where we're being or what's coming up i mentioned to you wherever you've been listening denmark united kingdom or here in canada i've mentioned to you that we will be appearing our podcast on none other than Apple Podcast, and we're looking for other podcasts, podcasting platforms to bring you the show. But now that I've gotten the show out of the way, as in the podcast. I highly encourage you to check out some of the episodes that have already aired. We have a we have a couple of episodes that are in delay. And now some of the ones that we're working towards are also on delay as well. But they will but those episodes I will get to you right away. Our podcast though, the one that I hope that I co-host with sports beginners i will jump right i'll jump right into this right away before scott jumps into it has been given a an idea a certain somebody i want to try to give this a little bit of a shout out a certain somebody has emailed us an opportunity to be a part of a podcasting platform called wisdom and on that podcast in platform you may you might ask us well wait why is this wisdom isn't it like a church type podcast i thought so too but that is not the case 
Well, you see, wisdom app is a wisdom is a pro, is a podcasting platform, kind of like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But their goal is to have the wisest podcasters with their with the shows with their shows on their particular platform. Her name is Jesse Young. Now I'm sure Jesse Young has done a great deal of exciting of exciting of exciting of exciting deals with certain podcasts that my brother and myself might not have checked out yet, but maybe should consider checking out. But before we even do that, we have to wrap up our show with you, the listeners here. So Scott, before I even get into whatever else I'm doing, I see you have your screen up. Do we want to talk to, do we want to shout out some of your country listenings? Yes, you know what? Let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead. So thank you so much, United States. I mean, Pittsburgh and Buffalo, New York. I Well, New York, I, I see you up there, but uh, I don't see Buffalo, but that's okay. I mean, I'll give Pittsburgh some time. I'll give Buffalo, New York. I'll give Buffalo's side of New York uh, some time. But Brooklyn, wow! I wasn't expecting you to be a dominant force in New York. Wow. Okay. We are also available to be heard in New Jersey, Florida, Iowa, Rhode Island, California, Massachusetts, Texas, Virginia. Texas has recently just joined us. And Colorado, where Thomas mentioned, and Colorado, where Thomas recently mentioned that someone who we shouted out, uh, Jesse Young, has been trying to get us to try out Wisdom, the app. Well, we don't know exactly what that all is. We're we're trying to look at we're trying to look at it all. Canada, you're still a dominating force, and Welcome again to those of you in Belgium, Sweden, Mexico, United Kingdom, and Poland. Hopefully we're not talking too long for you and we're providing some good content for you. Up on the podcast, after this episode, we will have one final post-game show coming for you, and that's the Penguins and the Panthers. That game ended yesterday. I will be recording that today and getting it out to you, hopefully, eventually. If it does not release until Sunday, that's okay. If it does not release until tomorrow, that is also okay. If these episodes don't release until tomorrow or Sunday or or Monday when we're on our hiatus, that's okay. Just please, please, please take your time listening to them. October this year was our best, was probably part of our best year yet. And again, if you are listening to our first episode, I apologize that re-aired because that re-aired because by accident I somehow turned it off. I somehow unlaunched it somehow. But regardless, it's back up there now. So it currently is still in the lead. So we'll be back to give you some more of those when we start our new season, our second season of the show. And with that, 
I'd say it's about time to get down to one of my favorite segments of the show. But before we do, I want to encourage you guys to check out our podcast page website, sportsforbeginners0.wordpress.com, where you'll find all new announcements that will be added to our Facebook page as well. And I will also have some links in my Instagram, in my Instagram stories to tell you where to find information on announcements and things of that nature. That being said, you know, Scott, Scott, before we even get to that closing segment, and I just want to reveal some of my other stuff, but there's been a thing that I've been willing to talk about on this podcast since we started listening to these guys. Uh, Derek and Cody and Taylor and Taylor from uh, Big Brother, a.k.a. The Winner Circle, have decided to do a premiere, have decided to do a premiere episode on The Winner Circle. So I'm just curious if anyone will be interested or has watched Big Brother in the past, what they would be expecting from these three when the Winter Circle launches its premiere episode for Big Brother. If they if they so much as join Big Brother on premiere night. Now the reason I bring this up, I'm not trying to get the three of you, if you're listening, in trouble in any way, shape, or form. It's just you guys sparked an idea that I thought was pretty. And because the three of you were all Big Brother, I thought that, you know, what if Big Brother did have somebody doing like a pre-show before the show began? This was a this is a pretty great idea. So I wanted to praise you guys on that. And if you haven't already checked out the winner's circle, then what do you do with Big Brother fans that want to hear from Cody, Taylor, and Derek? What are you doing? These guys, these guys and girls, they create content for Big Brother. They create content for whoever whoever's listening to the winner's circle on, on, a week, on a week-to-week basis. They're heading off for the hiatus as well as we are for the holiday break. So Merry Christmas to all three of them. But the reason I bring them up is because I thought I get your thoughts on a premiere day, Scott, with the owner circle. What do you think of that idea that they came up with for the show? Oh, I think it's absolutely Oh, I think it's absolutely great. And you know what? To wrap us up here, we're going to do a few, just a few of our picks for the NFL's Week 15. Already one game already finaled in this game, in this week was the 49ers beating the beating the Seahawks to clinch to clinch something that they did. Yes, it did clinch. Uh, we'll talk about that more later, but let's do let's do at least three or four picks 
But a reminder, though, that the 49ers win this game on Thursday, yesterday. That was 21 to 13. The Seahawks defeat were were defeated 21 to 13. So they moved to seven and seven. And they are currently, and the 49ers with that win are currently 10 and four. That being said, let's kick it off with it. Let's kick off our pick segment, even though we're going to go to the primetime games. Let's kick it off with going over the triple header. So, Thomas, 10 and three Bills is where we're going to start. 10 and three Bills versus eight and five Dolphins. Bills are looking for revenge. Dolphins are looking to sweep them in the season meetings this week. After getting their victory a couple of weeks ago, when when the season started, what do well, you first think? First off, well, first off, if we're if we're looking for a Bills Dolphins post game show, whatever it is, a victory Monday or a victory or a victory Monday for whatever for whoever the team is on that post game show. I just want to say this: it's going to be a slippery sliding. Wintry, snowy event on Saturday night. And now, with that being said, here is time for the picks. Here's time for the picks. And keep keep with the picks, please. And I'm and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go straight down. I'm gonna go straight down the line and say that my pick is gonna be the Dolphins here. I think the Dolphins are gonna win against Buffalo, but the going does always repeat that even in snowy conditions, only certain teams can win. I'm taking the Bills here because I'm going to Bills Mafia and shout out to Bills Mafia, shout out to the Buffalo Bills. And But again, the big reason I'm shouting you guys out, Bills Mafia, is because we all remember, we all we all remember a few weeks ago, the Bills were going to play the Cleveland Browns, but they had, but in order to do so, since they couldn't play in Orchard Park, they had to play in enemy territory where they would later the following week play the Detroit Lions. So they moved this game to Detroit. But the reason I'm shouting you guys out is because this Buffalo community in Buffalo Bill for the Buff in the Buffalo Bill fan base really did a number on getting the Bills out of out of that snow and making sure they were able to make the flight the flight to Detroit and get this game going. So again, big shout out, big, big shout out to Bill's Mafia. Big shout out to Bill's Mafia for getting the guys out of that, out of that snow and ready to play in Detroit in a temporary home because you played it two games in five days. And then, and you got two well or two wins in 12 days. So two wins in 12 days, two wins in five days, whatever you want to call it. With that, I'm going to go to. I'm going to take Buffalo here. How about the How about the opener 
of this triple head of these triple headers. So let's go to the Vikings at Colts, or sorry, Vikings versus Colts. And I, I'm going to start this off here, and I'm going to say that the Colts, even though they are not, even though they're not in position in any position to win the Super to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take them and say that they go to five, eight, and one over the Vikings. Hmm. Who are 10 and three? That's a tough one for me. Vikings are going 10 to four. Hmm. That's a tough one for me. I think. It's going to be the Vikings going eleven and three in the win column, and I think it's going to be Vikings thirty, Indianapolis Colts nine. So give me the Vikings thirty to nine. Over the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. How about the how about Superman versus the Browns? The five and eight Browns hosting the nine and four Ravens. Can't argue with Superman here. They they've made it they've they they managed they managed to do stuff, but they managed to do stuff even without their Superman in Lamar Jackson. So I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson team here. And I don't think the Browns are winning this game. I think this is going to be a blow. I think it's going to be between 40 to 30 nothing. Baltimore Ravens over the Cleveland Browns. The dog pound, basically. All right, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna argue with that one. I'm going with the Ravens nine and going to ten and four. I'm thinking the Ravens going to ten and four. They beat the Browns, and I'm not really gonna get a pr- prediction there. All right, all right. So we got two more primetime games to get to, and we're gonna get to them. But I want to go talk. But I want to talk about the Steel City Steelers. Five and eight versus the five and eight Panthers. One of their Sunday night, or sorry, one of their Sunday, one of the Sunday games on tap this Sunday. So Thomas, Steel City, or the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Steel City! Oh, Steel City! Come on now. I don't know if Carolina's hurt, but the. Steelers of Pittsburgh have some vengeance coming in between in between their games within the within the later weeks. So I think it's gonna be the Steelers beating the Carolina Hurricanes or the Hurricanes, the Panthers, excuse me. <laughs> in Carolina. But I think it's going to start out with the Panthers in the lead and then the Steelers coming back, making a comeback. All right. It's the winter season, though. So if it's snowing there, 
maybe the Panthers have a chance. All right, all right. I'm taking the Steelers as well. I think they improved to six and eight. But both of these teams, both of these teams, regardless on what happens, they're still they're still in it. So they could still make the playoffs. But if they but if they end up losing another game, they probably won't be in playoff contention. Let's talk about Arisca before. Arisca, before we before we get down to the remaining games, I want to talk about that Eagle Bears game. That's actually where it's I was saying, headed. That's actually where I was headed. Eagles and the Bears. Featuring, yeah. And the reason I want to and the reason I want to talk about these guys is because I'm going to call this the Red Hot Eagles versus the uh, not so hot Bears. But hey, it's the winter time. Is this the time to continue to take down the Eagles' win streak? They've won 12 already. Can they win another? Or is it time to put it on rest? Get ready for their playoff bye week. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think it's time to put the brakes on. I don't think it's time to cool down. I'm going with the Eagles on this one. I'm taking the Eagles as well. I'm I'm thinking they're going to win this one. I mean, they're they're already in playoff contention, and they already and they already have clinched, so they're good. They're good regardless if they win or lose. So give me the Eagles. All right, all right. We're going to wrap it up here. We're going to wrap up the pick segment here. I mean, obviously, there's still a lot of games to come, but we're going to wrap it up here by going over the the primetime games in Week 15. So first stop, Monday Night Football. The defending champions that are 4-9 and nine on the year, that, that escalated quickly. They are 4-9 and nine on the year. They're in they're in the they're in the pack. <laughs> they're in Green Bay. They're at Lambeau Field against the five and eight Packers. So Thomas, who do you think is do who do you think does well? Packers or the Rams? Monday night. I really want to send a defending chance to it, but they're just so out of shape. And they and if we look at the playoff picture, I don't even think they're within that playoff picture run. So I'm gonna say the Green Bay Packers take it. Sorry, Rams. You had your shot, you blew it. You can't you can't you couldn't run it back. All right. Now the ran now and it started and it started and it started and it just and just to prove my point, it all started with the loss on home field against Bills Mafia, who in the NFL Super Bowl history, sorry, I'm not, but I'm actually not sorry to everybody, but I keep wanting to put this on the 
to put this on the show. The storyline for the Bills in the Super Bowl has always been they make the Super Bowl and they lose. Is there a different scenario? Can they change it? Maybe. All right. Well, well, on that, well, on that, sorry, well, on that, yeah, bombshell, well, on that, well, I'm thought, back. I thought I, I thought I'd bring it up. Well, on that bombshell, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Rams here, regardless. I feel like they are they should be ready. I mean, right now they're just playing. They're just playing for pride right now. They're playing for pride right now. So I'm gonna give myself the Rams here. All right, all right our final pick that we're gonna do for the show before we bring it into a bow. The Giants and the Commanders, seven and five, seven, five, and one commanders taking on seven and five, seven, five, and one Giants. G Men Thomas or the Commanders? Who do you got? I've got the Commanders on this one. This one's going to be an interesting game. This one's going to be a uh, competitive game. So give me the Commanders. Over the New York or over the G-Men of the New York Giants. I'm taking the commanders as well over the G-Men Giants because I mean this is gonna be this is pretty much anyone's guess as to what the final score is on a Sunday night. They're they're both seven and five, and they also have a tie in this in in this season. So they're both seven, five, and one. One of them's gonna go seven, five, and six. Or sorry, one of them's gonna go seven and six and one. The other is gonna go, or sorry, one of them's gonna go five. One of them's gonna go eight, five, and one. The other is gonna go seven, six, and one. It's it's out of our hands. All right, everybody, there we go. That just about wraps up our show for the season finale of Sports for Beginners, the podcast episode 19, the special episode. This episode will be dropping as soon as I'm able to get it ready and as soon as I get I get it, as well as our Raptors and Sacramento Kings. Be sure you keep an eye out for that podcast when it will drop. And Pens fans, join me for the post-game show that I'll be recording after we get out of here or sometime on Saturday, I'll be recording it before they go to battle, before the Penguins go to battle against, before the Penguins go to battle against their next opponent in the Carolina Hurricanes, which you can see on Sportsnet or listen to it on 1059BX. That does it for the show here, and that does it for the year. That does it for our show. That does it for the year. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions, any comments, any favorite episodes, please feel free to check us out by heading to www or sorry https colon slash slash Sports for beginners, all in all one word. Number zero, number zero, no number sign. 
www.wordpress.com or check it or check our Instagram stories if you follow us if you're a family member or whatever make sure you make sure you let us know who that you are who you say you are we don't want to really be around with any scammers anything like that but no disrespect to them no disrespect at all but we're just trying to be safe and better safe than sorry and on that note thomas anything you want to say before we wrap up well i just wanted to let everybody know that the that the thing i'm doing on tuesdays called catch up tuesdays is going to feature some of the delayed episodes i mentioned including the pregame show that you and i set up with ali on on the ice and behind the benches for the Penguins' first of, three, first of the three meetings. And my two People World Cup and Qatar post-game shows that are drafted. You'll have the double hitter of both the Blue Jackets, Golden Knights, the Maple Leafs, and, of course, the Wild. Plus the Red Wings and Maple Leafs. And you will also have coming in today LA Kings Maple Leaf a Thursday night, which I just finished up. Now I gotta put it all together and get it ready for you. You will also have a Saturday night in Toronto where Marner's point streak continues, where unfortunately right now, according to some reports, the streak has now finished. But does that mean Marner's going to stop? I don't know. We'll see. You will have if, you'd to like to be, if you'd like to be a part of the Tim Hortons stuff that I know very few of us very few of us love to go to Tim Hortons has the challenge for the NHL season. I'm not going to promote them any uh, further than than I already am right now. But they have this hockey challenge where you pick three players and if they score, you gain a streak. Get up get up to seven days in Tim Hortons' hockey challenge streak. And you could be receiving seven day worth of free coffee brewed and on and on Tim Hortons themselves. That's all I've got to say. All right. Well, we're about to wrap it up for the year. So thank you to all of our supporters and our and our and our guests who could who could or could not make it to our show. We'd also we'd also like to thank you. We'd also like to thank you, the listeners who have been with us since the podcast started. And we will we we will be so honored 
when we return with our second season, we'll be so honored to bring you as much sports content as we possibly can, whether it's the ice, the court, the baseball diamond, or the gridiron, and so many other sports in particular. We actually do have one piece of news that I'm sure Scott and Ali were talking about early on in the show that I just want to kind of close out with. But it appears the Kitchen Rangers have made a trade to acquire a leading goal scorer in Francisco Akuri from the from the Kingston Frontenac. So it is unclear what the Kitchener what the Kitchener Rangers have made a trade to acquire the leading goal scorer and who the Kingston Frontenacs will be receiving in return. The Rangers traded five draft picks according to what we according to what we know to Kingston. But they also traded a conditional pick for the 2026 OHL priority selection to complete a trade with Akori, who leads the OHL this season with 23 goals and 30 in 35 games this season. He is the second. He is in second in OHL on power play goals with 10. Manager Mike McKenzie said, we're very excited to have a player like Francisco to our team. And according to what we hear from Ali, he will most likely make his Rangers start tonight against the Greyhounds. but. That's up to the Kitchen Rangers coach, Mike McKenzie. That is all for now. With that, take but we'd like out. to thank the people that joined us. But we'd like to thank the people that have joined us on the show. We'd like to thank you, the listeners, for keeping us your a part of your daily routine or your weekly routine. And now, taking us out, Scott, you have the floor. Yes, so thank you once again to Jason Boychuk. Thank you to Emily for joining us. Thank you to Ali. Thank you to Thomas, our co-hosts. Thank you to Ryan Payton. Thank you to you, the listeners, whether you're family or you're you're listening to us from around the world. So shout out to those. Again, listening from around the world, United Kingdom, United States, and and wherever you're listening, thank you so much for joining us, for being with us, rather. And also, again, thank you to Ryan Payton. Thank you to Jason Boychuk. Thank you to Thomas. Thank you to Ali. Thank you to Emily. Thank you to Nazim and Sarah. And, of course, 
Shashin. Sorry if I get the name wrong. I apologize. Ali corrected me earlier on the show, but thank you once again for joining us. Thank you to those who contributed and also were able to let me know if they could or couldn't make it. And the last thing I will say just before we wrap up for real is uh, thank you to Kelly McDonald for accepting the invite. Unfortunately, he could not join us. But make sure, fans, that you check out Kelly's new podcast, which it which used to be called Kelly and Co., but it's now being moved to now Kelly and Ramia. That kicks off on January 9th, January 9th on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. So make sure you check that out. And with that being said, we want to wish you a Merry Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Holidays, everybody. Happy New Year. We will see you all for bonus content such as interviews with people I just mentioned, people, people that we are trying to get in contact with. We will be doing post-game shows, pre-game shows, whatever we can get to you. And then we're back in March to do it all again in a new season. We're in late March to do it all again in a new season, including tons of baseball content. Spring is a, spring is on the way. And with that being said, this is our final time you're going to hear Christmas music until we return. So, so for, I am your I am your co-host Thomas McGregor, and I am your host Scott McGregor. And if Ali was here, he would say that he is Ali Musa, host of on the host of all over the map, and co-host of this program. Thank you once again for everybody who joined us, who was able to join us, even if it was just for a for a slim minute. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. If you would like a copy, just send me an email at the email that is currently right now being used for the podcast. We will have an official podcast email coming for you next year. If we're able to get to it, we're just looking into some things. We're looking into some things to get it all going. In the meantime, you can email us and email Ali at atompodcast819 at gmail.com. Once again, that is atompodcast819 at gmail.com. Well, my friends, it's been fun for our first season, but we got to wrap it up. So once again, I'm wishing you a uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you all. Whether this is a one hour, two hour show, whatever it is, it will all happen commercial free, ready to go. And with that, here is Happy Holidays to take us out. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holiday, happy holiday, happy holiday, happy holiday, while the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday to you, happy holiday, happy holiday, it's the
the holiday season And Santa Claus is coming round The Christmas snow is white on the ground When old Santa gets into town He'll be coming down the chimney down He'll be coming down the chimney down It's the holiday season And Santa Claus has got a toy For every good girl and good little boy Santa's a great big bundle of joy When he's coming down the chimney down When he's coming down the chimney down He'll have a big fat pack upon his back And lots of goodies for you and for me So leave a peppermint stick for old Saint Nick Hanging on the Christmas tree It's the holiday season The holiday season So a dee doo and dickery-dock Don't forget to hang up your sock Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock He'll be coming down the chimney down He'll be coming down the chimney down He'll have a big fat pack upon his back And lots of goodies for you and for me So leave a peppermint stick for old Saint Nick Hanging on the Christmas tree It's the holiday season So a hoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock Don't forget to hang up your sock Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock He'll be coming down the chimney Coming down the chimney Coming down the chimney down Happy holiday Happy holiday Thank you for tuning in to our special one-hour, two-hour Christmas commercial free sports for beginners, the podcast. Holiday special with all over the map and on the ice and behind the benches. Happy holidays, and we'll do it all again next year. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us on this holiday special episode of the On the Ice and Behind the Benches, All Over the Map, and Sports for Beginners podcast, Holiday Edition. We'll be back in the new year with more content for you in a new season that may kick off a little earlier than expected. Be sure you keep your eyes peeled for our bonus content during our hiatus, including the Penguins and Panthers, the Bills and Dolphins, the Raptors and the Nets, and things of that nature. Make sure you keep it tuned in, because we're all back. We are reminding you to wish we are reminding you that it's a happy holidays. Happy New Year, everybody. Follow Scott on Twitter at ScottMcGregor3. Follow Ali on Twitter at Ali190 Ali Musa191. Thomas at Thomas J on Twitter. And we want to remind you that it is not goodbye. It is until next time. Happy holidays, everybody, from Sports for Beginners. And all over the map and on the ice and behind the benches. And remember, as Scott mentioned before the show ended, or even began, that on Thomas's podcast, it is not goodbye. It is until next time. Or sorry, no one yet, I think.
Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com